Hey guys, I'm Christina, and this is your Daily Nerd Devo. Welcome back to Fremen Fridays, where I try to get everyone as hyped as I am about the imminent release of Doom. When last we saw our protagonist, Paul, yes, I'm calling him a protagonist and not a hero, but that's a discussion for another time. He was at the funeral for Jameis. You know, the guy who challenged Paul to a knife fight and found out. Backing up to the fight itself, I love how in the movie, based on everything Denis Villeneuve threw at us, and with regard to all of the rules of foreshadowing that we know, this was not how things were supposed to go. In fact, if I had gone into the movie not having read Dune at all, I would have been a bit confused and possibly concerned for Paul's welfare. Leading up to the fight, Paul had a couple of visions involving Jameis. One where Paul is told to follow the friend, Jameis, who said he would show him the ways of the desert. Another, immediately before the fight, showed Paul that he was the one to die in the battle ahead. But neither event came to pass. Or did they both come to pass? You see, Jameis did show Paul the ways of the desert in that it is a brutal, bloodthirsty environment. And Paul did call Jameis a friend at his funeral. And in order to survive, a part of Paul, his innocence, had to die so that he could do what he had to do to win the fight and survive another day. While these specific visions never occurred in the novel, they illustrate how seeing the future works in the Dune universe. The future, like the Sands of Arrakis, is constantly shifting, with several different paths available at once. At the same time, seeing into the future is like using a flashlight in a dark room. You can only see what is illuminated in front of you, and you have to make a best guess as to how what you see fits into the context of the greater area you're in. TLDR? It's complicated. Like the Bible. As an example, we're going to go to the scary place. Revelation 13, 18. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Dun, dun, dun! Oh dear, a big scary vision out to get us. One that is probably the closest to the boogeyman that Christianity has. And, at least in America, you can barely go a year without seeing someone somewhere do yet another prediction about who the beast is, and thus when the world will potentially end. And they all end up being wrong in the end. But what if I told you they were also, maybe, possibly a tiny, tiny bit right? Just wildly out of context and way over-exaggerated. You see, in the context of when Revelation was written, doing cryptograms of people's names was a relatively common thing, and when you extrapolate 666 out, assuming the letters are in Hebrew, you get Nero Caesar. Yes, the very one who fiddled when Rome burned. So the beast was actually Nero, and Ivan the Terrible, and Napoleon, and Hitler, and on and on and on, and do you get what I'm saying? The beast is not any one person. It's an archetype. We're supposed to be on guard against a certain type of person, not a certain person. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why prophecy is hard. Like Paul, we are only granted a small glimpse into what's going on, and we don't always have the context to see how it all fits together until after the fact. That's where faith comes in. It really makes you rethink what you think you know about Revelation, doesn't it? That's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear more Nerdy Devos, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also come hang out with us on our Facebook group, The Nerd of God Squad. I'm Christina from The Daily Nerd Devo, and until next time, remember, you are a vital piece of the puzzle God made. Take care.